are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. Angela, my dear, how are you? I'm doing awesome, girl. I just got back from Mexico, so life is good. I'm hand up, soul recharged up. Um, Yeah, just feel fantastic. And you're going to find this part cool, Ashley, but I did uh, like essentially like Reiki healing, but in Mexico. So the coolest part was like, as it was happening, I didn't know that was going to be part of the massage and that was going to be part of the um, like ceremonial stuff that we were doing, girl. But then I like looked at their um, little name tags and it said like shaman energy, I don't know, Tika or something like that. So I like looked it up. I'm like, oh my God, this is totally an energy healer, which made sense because as it was happening, I was like crying, seeing colors, like seeing visions. It was like, what is going on? So that was really, really, um, I was really, really powerful and really, really crazy cool. Because even the words, like I feel like they were trying to, um, they're trying to explain certain things. And you'd have like the the one person who wasn't speaking any English, that's so all in Spanish. And then somebody who was like trying to interpret it to like give us our messaging um, <laughs> as it was going through. And yeah, it was just, it was beautiful, beautiful. So I just thought that you would find that part. Oh cool. my gosh. Amazing. So just for the listener, you were in Mexico on a bachelorette, correct? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. It's, but it, it wasn't like your like get wasty. Get yeah. Like, yeah, it was, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of, she's doing two bachelorettes and this one was more just focused on wellness, focused, mm. focused on going to this gym that we've always wanted to go to. That's on the beach of Tulum going mm. and doing a lot of like spiritual stuff um associated with it so breath work yoga chakras like a lot more of that while we were there and it was yeah it wasn't uh, definitely not your regular kind of bachelorette I would say definitely more wellness focused and we dove into human design and astrology and business plans and anyways it was just it was amazing Um, our next business business plan is to buy a place in Tulum and host retreats and events there and also rent it out as an Airbnb when we're not there Okay, it perfect. Kind of <laughs> down, down. Down. We planned while we were there. And like one of the girls is a real estate agent who we were traveling with. The other girl went to school for interior design. I was like, holy shit, this is so perfect. And so, anyways, and then we were seeing all these advertisements for properties, and it's like only a hundred thousand USD. I was like, that what? is so fucking cheap. Like we need to buy a house in fucking Mexico and like just oh my god, god. so anyways um that's magical and guys she's super fucking tanned like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was it was it was so good I mean I wish it was longer I was only there Sunday till Wednesday and I was like stay longer got a little taster for it but need to go back well I am in when that happens because it sounds like it's just perfect oh wonderful well we're glad to have you back girlfriend thank you yeah. Um, so with that, I'm going to make you pull a card here, my dear. Uh, I'm just going to give these guys a little shuffle for our audience. All right, audience. Your last you episode of April. What What's up? It's the last episode of April. What did we get? 
Oh my gosh. Okay. You pull it out and I'll read it. Okay. Here we go. Oh, okay. Maybe the answer is simply no. Ooh. Yeah. Tell me what comes up when uh, I read that out. The answer is simply no. Hmm. Mm. What is going on in my book that could be referred to? Well, you know what I did? You know what? The, the, I came back on Wednesday and mm-hmm. it's been a whirlwind ever since. And so like Thursday, I had a shopping date and a birthday celebration with our other close friend, Elise. And it was like, go, go, go all weekend. And like Saturday, I had like one of those like PMS emotional days where like mm. everything felt like it was like, a, like, I feel like I'm so emotionally depleted. And then I feel like it was, I just crammed way too much into one week and energetically like couldn't do it. And so yeah. looking at this week, I'm like, okay, you just, I know my, your my energy just needs to recharge. So I had it, um, a day planned with another girlfriend for this upcoming Friday. And so this morning I was just feeling, I'm like, you need to look at your week and you need to like clear some stuff out. So I messaged the girl. I said, Hey, you know what? I just need to reschedule. Like Friday's not going to work for me. And then all of my appointments that were scheduled for Wednesday with clients, I was like, Hey, you know what? We got to move them to Thursday just so that we can get, I can feel a okay. And then we even have like, I even have like stuff going on with like the co-parenting and family dynamic stuff that I'm sorting through. So it was like moving things around for the week and saying no to a few things and saying, Hey, you know what? I just need like this extra time to really recharge this week so that I can move into May, which is a little bit bananas with everything we have going on. So I think that's what shows up for me. It was just like taking some stuff, moving it around things that I had originally said yes to like moving it so that they're now a no, or like maybe they're happening in the future. Um, so yeah, I think that's where that stands for me. And I guess the invitation for anybody listening is do the same thing. If you are get back from something and you got too much on your plate, look at the ways in which you may be able to prioritize recharging and prioritize you versus like, go, 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 go. And feeling as though you're always behind the eight ball, you know? Yeah, girl. That's, that's so what came up for me was just boundaries. And what you what you were talking about there is just like knowing your boundaries and when you put yourself too far and when you're maxed out, um, you want to give the people in your life um, from your heart and from your soul. And you know that you can't do that if your cup is depleted. So I love that. Um, yeah, I've had a few things show up in my life too where the answer is simply no. One of the big ones that showed up recently um it was a hard one um I've really been kind of toggling a little bit my kids Felix is in school Nolan's in school and I'm just kind of playing around with a few different options um but I know that school right now for my middle one Nolan um just isn't the right spot for him for where he's at um we went through some stuff um since January which we may get into on a different podcast I'm just I'm not going to go there. My answer is no, I'm not going to go into that on this one. Um, but he's he's been struggling a little bit and he needs a break from school. And so just um, there was a lot of pushback from the people in his life, some of them um, who really felt he should be in school and um, really kind of gave me a lot of pushback, which is fine. Um, but I was I had to be... The, the mama bear and just say, no, th- no, just no, this is not up for debate. This is not up for discussion. Um, his soul is screaming out to me. And as his mom, the person that his little soul chose to advocate for him and to stand up for him and to do what is right for him, even when it's really hard and uncomfortable. Um, so there's a few people I'm sure out there who don't like me right now. And, um, my son isn't one of them. Um, but yeah, just like the answer on that had to be a hard no, um, despite the friction and the combativeness or um, disagreement that kind of came from other people. So yeah, so that was kind of a hard boundary. Girl, that's amazing. 
I know that that mustn't have been easy, probably very, very challenging, but I love how strong your intuition is able to say this is very clearly a yes or very clearly a no. And I am willing to have the courage to stand up for what I know to be right for my children. Mm, I love that. Maybe the word courage and the word no just always belong in the same paragraph. (laughs) Because when you said that, I'm like, oh, it just feels good to hear that. I know that it's true, but hearing it, I'm just like, oh, because yeah, did it feel, it felt like there was a lot of courage and for you too, right? Just the courage to um, know your own boundaries with even just like the courage to not, you know, make the time for a certain thing because it's not in alignment that week. I think that takes courage, right? Um, To just be okay with that, so. I love that word. Thank you for using it. And thank you just for sharing so openly. I love that we have the opportunity to show people that although sometimes we, you see our lives and maybe they look like they're put together or they look like they are all joy and bliss and Mm -hmm. happiness. There's definitely a lot of struggles and hurdles that show up for both of us that maybe, um, yeah, maybe we don't always share in the same light. So thank you for sharing, babe. Yeah. And I, yeah, I agree with you in that. I think um, we do. We want to give you guys, our listeners, um, the full rendition of what's going on with us. But I know that sometimes we share after the fact and not always in the messiness of it. And we are often (laughs) in the messiness of it with you guys. So um, yeah, we want you to know that, yeah, definitely life is not all butterflies and roses, but um, yeah, we're, I'm leaning into intuition and actually I would say for the last couple of weeks um, in regards to school, I've been struggling to do that. Just knowing what's best for my kids and I'm toggling with a few things and just kind of letting them sit, surrendering to the unknown because I don't know the answers to them. Um, but motherfucker, that is hard especially as a mom, right? We just, we control all the aspects of everybody's life. And when it feels out of our control, it feels very uncomfortable. So I've been in a pretty uncomfortable spot in the last two weeks and I still am not sitting comfortably, but I have released it. I'm surrendering and the next four months will play out. And I'm certain that by that time, I will have my my answers that I need to take the right steps for my kiddos and what that looks like for them. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. I did not see that card pulling all of that in us. Wow. <laughs> you know, I love when like, sometimes we come up with our plan of, here's the direction we're taking and then the universe is like nope gonna have you share these other things that you weren't intending to share but they showed up so we have to share though uh yeah i just love that yeah it makes us laugh every time because we're like here's our plan yeah but isn't that life don't yeah. we all, and that comes back to that control thing that i was just talking about where it's like we go in thinking here's my plan and she just veers us where we're meant to go anyway. So getting stuck on the plan is only cause for anxiety, I think, sometimes. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny. I, it just reminds me of in Mexico. So the girls I was meeting up with, we were on different flights and they didn't know that they weren't at the same terminal. So like for like three hours, I was just like, well, first of all, my flight their flight was delayed. So their flight got in five hours. It was already like set for a different time and supposed to get in five hours after I arrived. They're like, Oh, it's fine. We're good. It's like three hours later. I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, they were at a different terminal than me, but like weren't able to like communicate, which is fine. I was just like, not stressed because I've traveled quite a bit, but they were as soon as like, we finally like did connect they're like oh my god I've been so worried about you (laughs) like they were just like so worried that we weren't going to connect and that it wasn't going to work out and um it's one of those things where the that time I was like I kind of have two choices right now I can either be in like super panic mode or I can just kind of stay put and hope that like eventually they find me and 
I actually ended up talking to lots of lovely Mexican taxi drivers for a long time who were like, you've been here for hours. Like, are you sure you don't need a ride? And it's just, I think in those moments, it's so easy to like go into panic mode and to try to like, I don't know, try to control the situation or try to freak out. But I think it's that gentle reminder of like, Everything is just going to work out, often not in the way that you plan, but we just need to surrender and trust. Totally. And it's the rearing of that right there. What you're talking about is ego, right? That need to control, that need to be in charge, the need to know what's happening. That's your ego. Mm. It rears its ugly friggin' head when we are in an uncomfortable situation. All of a sudden we want to, we don't want to go with that flowy divine state that is our natural state. We don't want to lead from love. We want to have hard material facts, right? And that's our ego wanting, um, wanting to feel safe. So I think that's Mm -hmm. interesting that you saw the ego. She tried to take hold of you and you were like, nah, I'm on vacay. (laughs) Not today, sister. Yeah, not today. Now, that leads into a great question that we get asked often. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about ego a lot on the podcast, but I think for the listener, perhaps you're not quite sure on what the ego is. I think many people have an idea of what it may be. Like if somebody is really egotistical, uh, we may describe them as being like full of themselves or like always bragging about themselves or maybe just making themselves better than other people is one way that people may define somebody who has a big ego or a large ego. But maybe we want to just dive into what it is, how we can essentially dissolve the ego, how we can return back to love in situations. And really when we can recognize is this my ego talking and is this my ego leaving, mm-hmm. leading the way or is this my heart that's leading the way? And- yeah, girl. So that exact thing happened. I was sitting around with a bunch of girls and we were talking, I mentioned ego and we're kind of talking about ego. And the one girl said to me, she just turned, she said, you guys keep saying ego. What is that? And I was like, Oh yeah, we kind of, sometimes we take for granted, um, certain terminology so if ever um if ever we use terminology or things that you're wondering about don't ever hesitate to just like hey girls what is this or what are you talking about or what does this word mean um because we're happy to clarify and that's we want to take a little bit of time here to talk about the ego because it's a buzzword in I would say society right now, but spirituality in um those higher level conversations you might hear it come up and it's just like Okay, but, and it's something that feels intangible. So it's hard to kind of wrap your brain around. So if you don't know what the ego is, or if you've never heard of it, um, absolutely no problem. Don't feel like you should know. So we're just going to break it down a little bit. So the ego, yes, we often, I think our, I don't know, our like little person mind. For me, I go to like this like really muscular And I'm just, I'm going to create a vision for you. This is not what ego is, but this is what like my brain before I knew what ego was would go to. It's just like that muscular, dumb football jock. Who's just like, I'm the best, right? That's where my brain goes. When you think of like, oh, he's so full of himself or yeah, like that he's egotistical and that can be a part of ego, but ego itself doesn't necessarily show up that blatantly. It's a little sneakier. Um, yeah. So do we want to just dive in, girl? Sure. All right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's go into it. So, yeah, I, I wonder, you know, what? I'm going to just, why don't we Google the definition? I'm just going to pull my phone up here. Let's Google the definition according to, uh, okay. I think I kind of want to start. I feel like we, um, you'll probably get something psychoanalytic um you probably get something in the psychology world because they do freud really talks about the ego okay so like ego death return of the ego ego okay flowing back and forth between the ego hmm yeah maybe we want to look at would you say ego death 
could be what we wanted the definition of or no? Um, I think we want to talk first about what ego itself is and how it shows up. Um, sure. Before so we talk about definition- killing it. <laughs> Okay. All right. Ego. What is a spiritual ego? Okay. The ego is the idea of I, who you believe yourself to be. It's the sum of all of the beliefs you carry about who you are, your personality, your worth, and your abilities. A spiritual ego is a mind infused with spiritual ideas and beliefs. It's the idea and identity of yourself as being spiritually evolved and connected to the whole. Okay. I, that's okay. I did find one here and I really like her definition. It is Saratoga Ocean. Um, how the ego affects your flow of divine energy. And I think that one touches on it, but it's a more mechanical definition. Whereas this one, I think taps more into the way that we are trying to describe it. So we are, we are each made to experience a continuous flow of divine energy throughout our being. This energy supports us, sustains us and provides us with an ongoing sense of inner peace and clarity of mind. The beauty of this divine force of energy and love is that it perfectly matches the individuality of each person's unique divine expression and personality. So all would be well in our lives if this beautiful flow of energy and love were to remain uninterrupted. But with the ego around, that is not the case. The ego literally acts as an interrupter to this amazing energetic flow of divinity. And that's what I I love that she calls it an interrupter, that we are in this divine state and the ego pops up. And I often think of the ego even as our human self. So the human side of us, a lot of it can be ego and the interrupter of that flow. Imagine, I like to think of kids as a really good example almost all the fucking time. So if you think about kids, they're born without ego. It's something that we develop. But you think about how pure kids are, right? They don't have, they don't come in with an ego. So they are this pure divine energy. And we just see that the way that they operate in their world, they're just pure. They aren't corrupted. They don't have anxiety. They don't carry a lot of stress. They don't worry the same way that we do right and then as they age and as they begin to kind of go about life certain things interrupt that flow that divineness starts to become more human right and if you think about a 35 year old person who's working at a job that they hate and in a relationship that kind of sucks is very different than probably the three-year-old or four-year-old version of themselves Mm-hmm. for sure right one is being very interrupted and the other one probably just kind of went through life happy bumping around doing life you know there's the odd thing here and there um but it's that interruption and many of us have that interruption fairly frequently right so if you think about you on your trip Ange, and you're like i'm on vacation this is amazing i can't wait i've always wanted to do this i'm meeting up with some girls it's going to be so wonderful and all of a sudden interruption where are they why can't they find me oh my god is this all going to go to hell right and that interruption is like it throws you it could throw you into this super negative thought pattern of worry or stress or anger, right? And that would interrupt that flow that you would have originally had. Absolutely. And I even think it's when we're operating from ego, it's almost like this inability to really see things from anybody else's perspective. Like we almost Mm -hmm. feel as though, oh my God, it's shitting on me and it only ever shits on me. And I'm only, I'm the only person who's this, this has ever happened. And like the world is over. It's almost like it's this inability to really see the big picture and to see life as if like, yes, it's spiraling around you, but like life is happening for you. And 
as things are happening and flowing in and out, you're able to step back and look at it from somebody else's perspective or like, like we always use that example of like, say you spill rice all over the ground. Like you could either freak out in that or you just laugh. And when you just laugh in those sorts of situations, it's kind of like how you would laugh if it was happening to somebody else. If somebody else was to dump the rice all over the ground, you might laugh because they're like, have this hot mess they have to clean up. And so when we can just escape ourselves and realize that the world is so much bigger than that and look at it from somebody else's perspective and really just look at life from a way more open view versus that narrow view, it almost helps us um, eliminate the ego as well. Absolutely. And one thing that you touched on there that I think really speaks volumes in connection to that is taking things personal, right? So again, pulling it back in to go, well, is this about me? So let's say, um, let's say you loved Mexico so much that you were like, oh my gosh, my soul lights up here. I need to move here. This is where my everything needs to be 1000%, right? And so you tell me this, do I respond with love? And I mean, I would hopefully respond outwardly with love, but inside am I joyful for you am I like oh my gosh I'm so happy for you this is amazing girl you're about to expand you're becoming your best self amazing amazing right hopefully that's my response that would be leading from love if I'm leading from ego I'm like oh what about what about me like I thought we were I thought we were besties and I what about podcast and um crap, what about my workout plan and how will I ever do Reiki? Oh, uh, oh, I guess I could do distance healing on you, but right. I'm thinking about me. Mm-hmm. I'm making it personal about me when it literally has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And it, that's one thing that I, I, I think I learned it in university and I have no idea how I learned it, but I figured out that it might affect you but it's not about you and separating those two things. Right. So when you think about your dad getting remarried or your brother cheating on his wife, or I don't know, your kids not liking you, they like the other parent better, whatever that might affect you, but it's not about you. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. Like I think we muddle those two things very often where something can really affect you. So if you move to Mexico, that would affect me. Of course it would, but it's not about me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that too, even with um, weddings, for example, weddings are something that, um, right. They're, they're content to be a bit of who's invited, who's not invited. There's like a little line there. And some people are a little bit miffed sometimes that's ego. Right. This wedding is not unless you're the bride and groom. This wedding is not about you. It might affect you that your children can't come. It might affect you that your cousin wasn't invited, but it's not about you. Mm -hmm. Right. It's the ego flaring up going, well, I think that so and so should be here. Right. And not making it personal. It's making it about you when it's not. Mm-hmm. And feeling as though your opinions and thoughts and perspective is always right or always like, how could you not see it any other way other than my perspective? I think that, um, yeah, you highlight on that. Very good. And then I think the other part is even the when we're acting from ego, we often judge like you said, like judge a lot of people's choices because they wouldn't have been the choice that we would have made. We often will say things like, oh, well, I would never do that. Like versus looking at the choices that other people are making and knowing that they would never be the right choices for us, but still loving and supporting whatever it is that they choose and not allowing it to make us view them differently, right? And I think so often in those small-minded conversations there is a lot of judgment about what people may be doing and all of that is leading with ego um and not being able to see that we are all different and we all deserve love regardless of our choices i think 
I, I love that you talked about that because I think one of the things that I talk about with Reiki and with clients a lot of the time, when the ego shows up in connection to other people and the choices they're making, that's their path, right? And when somebody does make a different choice versus dipping into that ego place, honoring their path, going, hmm, yeah. Right. And I think for parents, that can be tricky because we see a path for our children. Mm -hmm. Right. We do a better job, maybe, hopefully, with our friends and going, whoo, I wouldn't have done it that way, but cool beans. Mm -hmm. Right. But the closer somebody is to us, it seems, the more ego seems to show up because we think we know better for them because we are the closer that person gets to kind of who you are, right? So for example, your children, your spouse, your family, we give a little more leeway to our friends. We give a a lot more leeway to our work acquaintances, We right? So it seems to kind of, ego doesn't always show up in the same capacity, in the same ways. It can shape and differentiate based on relationship, time, and space. And I would say that there's even certain locations where the ego can show up bolder. And I would say that one arena that I would say I see that, because I think one of the things that the ego also likes to do is it likes to hide the truth. So, so for for example, It would, you could say that it's my ego that if I know I'm having company over, it's my ego that wants a clean house because I don't want them to think I'm a slob, right? So that could be, you could say that that would be ego driven. Yes. Right. You could say that um, I want to drive a nice car, even though I don't have the money for it. It's my ego that wants to appear well off. Mm-hmm. Right? Does that make sense? So it wants to yeah. create an appearance to cover up the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens big time in certain, not always, but in certain social media platforms. Yes, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And not always, um, but I would say that there are certain there are certain places I would, there was, there was a friend of mine, this was a long time ago. And she said to me, it was her daughter's birthday. And she said, Oh, I feel so guilty. I haven't done an SM post for my daughter. I'm like, what is an SM post? She's like social media. I'm like, Oh, I'm such a dork. (laughs) But I was like, well, is she on social media? She's like, no, but all the other parents do it. And I was like, huh, that's your ego. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I'm like, you want the validation. You want the, I'm a good mom appearance. Why don't, instead of doing a social media post, you go eat some fucking cake with your daughter, mm-hmm. right? Like actually get into that moment versus trying to portray a moment, mm-hmm. right? So again, there's, and I think, I think many of us and probably most of our listeners recognize that social media is a place where people show the best side of what's going on. And usually it's interesting because usually that ego piece is what we're comparing ourselves to, right? So when you're scrolling through Facebook, odds are you're in your sweats and sitting on the toilet and you're looking at, you know, the, the beautiful pictures from X, Y, or Z, right? And that comparison piece. Now, that's not to say that every post, because I certainly don't believe that everything on social media is ego-driven. I've actually been, my eyes have been opened up to that as needing to use that platform more. But yeah, I would say that that is certainly a place that could harbor a lot of ego. And I think one of the... It just allows it. It's kind of like a stroke of the ego, like... Yeah, validation of the light. It's also like only feeling enough 
shows up a lot with the ego, right? Where it's like, I feel enough if I have X, Y, and Z, that's all ego, right? And so if I get this amount of likes on my post, or if this person comments on my new hair, or it's, it's really coming back to that place of feeling enough without anything. If everything was to go away tomorrow, would you still feel enough at your core? And I think that's really we're looking at trying to operate from a place where the ego isn't there. It is without all the bells and whistles. It's without the Botox and the hair done and, and all of yeah. that. And just feeling um, enough. I think the other place where it shows up a lot for people is really when they live in the past and they live in their like mm. previous stories, like whether that's like, Oh yeah, I played triple a hockey when I was 16. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Like bragging about all of these like stories from whatever past right and and it's this these people that are operating in all of the past whether the past good or the past bad um these stories about that and like rehashing the old hurts and rehashing the old things like over and over Mm -hmm. um without really moving forward and it's like they are still telling the same stories and still existing in this I don't know like 10 year ago version of them. Yes. I was, it's so interesting that you said that. Cause I was going to say, if you want to, one of the ways to get rid of ego is to get super present. Yes. Right. So think about when you go outside with your children without your phone and you're not thinking about, Oh, that's such a cute picture. I just need to snap that. Or, Oh my goodness. This is like a moment that'll be so good in a real da, 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 where you're just like, I'm here. Right. And not to say that the ego shows up when you are taking pictures, cause that's not ego driven. And if you're thinking, Oh, this will be really good in a real, that's not necessarily ego driven, but if you want the ego to completely not be around, you just go outside with your kids without any form of anything and just be present because it has a really hard time being present, right? If you go outside, no makeup on, your hair is in ponytail, you're not wearing a bra and you're maybe in your pajama pants and you want the, you want to see when the ego shows up, have somebody drive in your laneway. What happens? You go, Oh fuck, I need to like go put on a bra and put some mascara on and uh wear pants. That's ego. And again, so ego's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're just like, ah shit, this is funny. This is awesome. Yeah, and then rolling with the story. The other way I would say is being grateful. It mm. is so hard to like if you're just if you're operating from ego and you're noticing it showing up, coming back to gratitude, so both presence and gratitude, I feel like really help flip you out of fear and anxiety Mm -hmm. and worry and just worrying about um, what people are thinking or saying or how you're feeling and just bringing it back to the state of gratitude. Can you just list in that moment when it's showing up five things that you're grateful for? And I think that really, really can help dissolve any of those thoughts that may be showing up. Absolutely. I think one way to also detect the the ego is to ask, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Right. And so taking pictures or snapping things or whatever. Okay, cool. Am I doing it because this is a beautiful moment and I want to capture it? Or am I doing this so that I can post it on social media and show how perfect my life is? Mm-hmm. Right? One is ego, one is not. They're both taking pictures. And so asking, why am I doing this? So again, if you go back to cleaning your house, well, cleaning, having a clean house is probably a good thing. I try to, you know, have that because for me, my my house represents serenity and I need to have that. That's not ego the cleaning because people are coming over that's ego right and so that's where it's it can be very sneaky and if you just ask why am I doing this and if it comes across as you're trying to hide the truth or you're not giving a full version of it or there's fear or anxiety or anger behind it know that that's 
in connection to the ego and you're not leading from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned that, Ange, and I think that's something that we talk about a lot. And I don't know that we talk about it a ton on the podcast, but really trying to lead from love or return to love. So there are times when I have written out a text 20 different times and I was like, no, return to love, return to love, return to love, return to love. And you delete, 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 because you just realize that that's all ego that I'm saying. That's all ego. That's all ego. Return to love. And if I can't write it from a place of love, I don't want to send it. Mm -hmm. And that can be really tricky with, especially with when you come into contact with other big egos yes, and your ego likes to operate in that ego space. Ego wants to win, right? Like ego wants to win at all costs. Mm -hmm. And when you return to love, you realize like winning doesn't matter. And it's hard when somebody's like, really, really, you can tell that they want to win. You can tell that they're trying to bring you down. You can tell that their words are very much based in ego. But mm-hmm. so often I think in that, um, I think in the return to love, sometimes you get a glimmer from the other person that really surprises you because when you respond with love, sometimes the other person is reminded, okay, this person isn't, this person isn't trying to fight me. This person isn't trying to compete with me. This person isn't trying to be going to battle about this. This person is really speaking from their heart. And often we can see a softening when we do that, where it doesn't feel like an attack. It doesn't feel like there's um, defense. Even if somebody did that to you first, we always have the opportunity to do that. I love that you write out what you would say, um, Ashley. And that's actually something I do often, especially because I'm right now in the middle of co-parenting, right? So it's like mm-hmm. a message comes in or something comes in and I'm like, mama bear. So mm-hmm. I need to get it out of me. I don't need to send it to him, but I need to get it out of me. So I will write it all out, all of the yeah. like nasty things that I don't, don't want to actually send to him. Yeah. But just where that, I need to be angry first. I need to honor the yeah. fact that I initially need those thoughts out of me, but I'm not going to send it. I'm going to write it on a piece of paper. I'm going to text it all out. And then I'm going to give myself some time before I actually respond and send it, allow myself to come back to that neutral place and then lead with love. Okay. Yes. And, but I would just, I would invite people. It's not, you don't need to not have that initial response. Allow those emotions to show up, write it out like we do if you need to, but then delete it before you actually send it, right? Delete it before you um, put that out into the world. Because energetically, the more that we can even spread more love and share more love is going to make the world a better place. And at the end of the day, that's really what your end goal is. Your end goal isn't to win. Your end goal is to create more love, more peace, more joy, more happiness. Absolutely. And when it comes to emotions, every emotion is valid and there is, there is no bad in connection to an emotion. It's when we stay in an emotion and act in an emotion that doesn't serve or operate from love. That's when it starts to be disruptive to our life and to our world. And we can end up in that ego clutch is the way that I want to describe it. It's just like you get stuck there. And it's like this, my listeners, our listeners can't see me, but I'm literally like spiraling my finger downward where it's like, Once you go down that hole, you just kind of like circle the drain and it's hard to get out of it. And I think that's when you say when somebody else, when you do it and all of a sudden somebody else softens, all of a sudden their heart is remembering their divine state. Right. And when we come back to kind of that original definition that we talk about is that we are all in this divine flow of energy and that's where we're meant to be. That's our essence. All of a sudden, you make the other person remember that, right? It's like, I'm going to stop the interruption of your ego here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just remind you. And it's like, oh, right. I'm that too, right? And I think that's a really beautiful call to action. But it's hard. Of course, it's hard, right? When our when our partner 
is upset. And that's where I think when we talk about anger, when you talk about writing it all down. So it's okay. So when I think of Cam and I, when we fight, I used to, I used to fight from ego and I was, oh God, guys, I was good at it. I'm, I'm pretty good with words and I use them for, you know, just, well, it's one of my gifts and, but I can, I could flip them into ego and I can beat Cam in any argument I want, almost, almost everyone. Um, And I was using it and I would say all the things that were just like straight from ego, right? And so I would be angry and then my ego would rear its head. So being angry was not the problem. It was that I retaliated with ego. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And so being angry, I can be, I can be angry and I can sit with that emotion and I can process it and I can handle it and I can resolve it and I can release it. But as soon as I start attacking him with words to win, I'm an ego. I can be angry and still operating from a place of love. And that's where I try to be now um, because it's well way better for our relationship. and. Uh, it's helpful, I guess, because <laughs> I should practice what I preach and it just, it feels better. It's harder. It's not an easy thing to do, but when an emotion shows up that calls on your ego, just let your ego be off to the side and just be in that emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and you found a really good strategy of writing it down of like, I'm going to let my ego have her voice and she's going to write it all down in this journal but she's not going to retaliate to my ex and, you know, say all the things that she wants to say. So finding a constructive place for that voice or even just sitting in that emotion, being like, I am so angry right now and I don't have to do anything about it. I just have to be angry mm-hmm. and allow that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl, I feel like we've covered some pretty good ground in today's episode. I feel like, that was a great little, um, great little chat about the ego. And I look forward to, yeah, look forward to hearing if anybody, if you were listening, if you found this to be helpful and found it to be something you wanted us to dive into more in the future, be sure to share to let us know. I feel like we kind of just scratched on the surface, but I think as time goes on, there's always new, new yeah. circumstances and new examples, even from our own life that will continue to show up. So. Absolutely. We'll tell you the next time that our ego show up. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. All right. We better tell everybody what is coming down the pipeline because we got some exciting weeks coming up here, baby. Yes. Oh, girl, I'm just, whew, I feel like May is, May and June, I'm just gearing up for, if that makes totally. sense. Like, ooh, totally. Totally. Calm before the amazing fucking storm. Totally, totally. All right. So first thing we have coming up um, in my world is we're three weeks out from our next group photo shoot. So all the girls that are preparing for that have been working their tail feathers off. And yeah, we have that coming up on May 14th. So looking forward to that. We have a group actually traveling from Sudbury that uh, there's four friends. They've been training with us for a while and and, um, yeah, that's going to be fantastic. And then we have lots of other ladies that are participating. And we do do these photo shoots twice a year. They're your opportunity to really be a fitness model for the day. Get all glammed up, have tons of fun, enjoy delicious food, and then capture all of your hard work. So this one will be taking place in May, and then we'll do it all over again in November. So that is the first thing. And then, girly, we are heading down south. Where are we going? We are going to Florida, guys. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my heart is leaping. I am looking at my calendar just going, this is three weeks away. Holy flip. Um, so, yeah, Ange and I are going to be at the Next Step Retreat in Florida. I think the What's Next. Oh, sorry. Yes, I'm reading something else in that uh, category. But, yes, it is, sorry, the What's Next retreat and we're going to be there Thursday through Sunday and it is the the diving in of when you feel like you just don't know what is next on your path our audience is typically 
those who are kind of at a standstill, they've maybe succeeded in different areas of life, but are really searching for some meaning and some purpose behind what they're doing. So Ange will be there working on chakras and nutrition. We dove in on one of our previous podcasts about what she's doing, and I will be running the Reiki classes there. And so there is a few, well, a bunch of other teachers and instructors as well. So if that calls to your soul, you should hurry up and get in on that because time is a ticking. Perfect. That sounds good. You guys are going down early, right? Ash, what day are you leaving to start driving? Uh, I believe we're leaving May 12th. So we're going to drive and take the kiddos. Nice. Uh, my husband has some family down there. And so we're going to get in on some family time with them, do an Airbnb, and just kind of relax into things prior to diving into the retreat. So that'll be, I'm, we're all, actually, we haven't told the kids, Cam and I and um, his uh, sister and brother-in-law, we are all very excited. And yeah, the kids don't know anything yet. So we'll keep it a surprise. And yeah, but. Perfect. <laughs> so sweet. And you guys are flying, right? Yeah, we are flying. Um, so it'll be my youngest first flight. I'm not going. My mom is taking your mom the flight. So we'll see how they do. We've been, um, yeah. Yeah, we're we're hoping for the best to get. He'll be great. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, I think they're going to have a good time. And then they'll meet up and link up with us on the Sunday. And then we will be there for Sunday till Friday. So yeah, we mm. we have an Airbnb, a condo there in Orlando. And so that's our plan. Rock some Disney, um, do some go-kart racing, go to the zoo, lots of swimming, and just soak up the sunshine. Incredible, girl. Incredible. I love it. I'm super pumped. And then we come back and we got a big thing coming at your place, Ashley. So Saturday, June 4th, what in the world are we doing at your Oh my gosh. Beautiful. We are doing a women's wellness retreat. It is going to be a full day into the evening, absolute goddess retreat. And goddess is one of the words that I would use to describe it, but we're really going to be soaking up nature, spending time connecting with other women, sitting around campfire, doing yoga, meditation, and we're going to scoot actually over to the lavender farm, which is just down the road from us here, and we're going to be doing some meditation in their labyrinth oh I've been over there and she actually has this labyrinth and it's set up so that it's in the colors of the chakra so her outer flowers in this haven are all red like root chakra and then the ones just coming in on the inner ring of that is orange and then yellow and then green and then blue and that like she just so I'm so excited that we're going to be there and working on that. We're going to be eating over the fire. It's and there's going to be a few surprises, but uh, yeah. So I won't I won't tell all. But um, Ange, myself, Vanessa, and Carrie Ann have been working our booties off trying to pu or pulling off this amazing plan and executing it is. Uh, coming up yeah absolutely absolutely and the site will be live um it should be live actually by today's coming out of the episode but if not it'll be out in the next couple of days and um yeah there's only limited spots if you guys are listening and you're like you know what i really need that relaxation that restoration i'm looking to really connect with my soul again we invite you it's going to be 10 a.m till 8 p.m um and at ashley's so that is located just outside of teeswater and honestly even if you feel compelled interested not sure i know myself or ashley would be happy to connect with you and, and find out if it is a good fit so you can fire either one of us an email and maybe ask some questions if you're wanting to see if it's a good fit for you so perfect yes absolutely all right well that is it for this week guys we will see you in may other than that thanks right. ashley always a pleasure my love Oh, ditto, baby. All right. Good night, guys. Love ya. Bye. Bye.